The Dave Nemo Radio Show and Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo are in Columbus, Ohio for the 2023 National Truck Driving and National Step Van Championships, hosted by the American Trucking Associations. This is a special podcast series highlighting the people and happenings of NTDC 2023. From Columbus, here's Jimmy Mack. Friend of the show, Virginia, is sitting across from me. I'm sitting, by the way, with our good friend, Wayne Crowder. We'll be introducing him in a second. But Wayne got a chance to go to Alaska, and it turns out that Virginia was on the naughty list up there in the North Pole. Sorry, Virginia. Things aren't working out. Things have worked out for Wayne, though. Wayne Crowder was an America Road Team captain, a professional driver, and the former grand champion of the NTDC. How many of you guys can make that claim? He may, in fact, be the Fred Lynn of the NTDC. I don't know if you guys know who Freddie Lynn was. The only man ever to win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same year. Yeah, now Wayne's shaking his head. He gets it, man. Good morning. It's good to see you again. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So let's talk just a little briefly about what it is you're doing here now, what you're going to be enjoying about the week, and then why this is so important. We'll start with the what are you doing here today? Well, I'm actually here in the capacity of America's Road Team, so we're here to support the drivers whatever they need. What does that entail? And by the way, we've been talking so many people, whether it's Dan Horvath, who is the VP, of course, of safety policy. We talked to Richard a little bit here. It's just volunteering to be there for people, right? Correct. We brought in a truck today, the Workforce Hero truck. Brought it in, so we'll do that and support the drivers. We're doing some other ushers, announcers. They're here as road team captains as well. Let me ask you something. You started doing this how long ago? Road team captain? Yeah. Uh, 2007. And you've been volunteering here, doing work here since when? Well, my first competition was 04, but in this capacity, 2007. Okay, so 2004 was your first competition. Which state were you out of? Kentucky. So did you think you were going to win Kentucky? No. My goal was just midway, first Mm -hmm. year, just to see what it was about. Get a feel for it? Yeah, and I had some good teachers. They had a gentleman out of my terminal who won a national here in 2003. So he kind of helped me along, showed me the ropes. I just wanted to finish somewhere in the top. Didn't really know I'd win first place at the state. So when you do, it's kind of like, okay, now what do I do? Of course, you end up at the nationals. My goal for the nationals in Salt Lake City was just top 25. That's what I wanted to do. Just give me top 25. Of course, had a really good run. And as you know, I ended up winning first place, rookie rookie and then national grand champion. How do you top yourself? I mean, you declare victory and go home at that point, right? Yeah, I was actually asked by a gentleman named Mike Baker, who used to be the chairman in Kentucky, and he goes, so you're done, right? And I go, what do you mean? He said, you've won everything the first year. And I go, no, nah, as a competitor, you just keep coming back. I can't top that, but I still enjoy the competition and the camaraderie with other drivers. I had a chance to talk. Our good friend Jay called this morning. He was actually the Nebraska champion of 76, and he's a big, big fan of this whole event. He said the reason he actually won in Nebraska was he went first. Nobody else had gone yet. He went first, and the volunteer judge who put him in the truck was so friendly, and he said, hey, look at the good news. He said, you're already number one, and he said it took the nerves off him. I kind of wanted to ask, because one of the things we've really made really clear here, Wayne, is that a lot of folks who listen to this show, many of them are new. They've been doing three or four years on the road, ten years on the road, and they finally can afford Sirius XM, or they finally have gotten a job with a company that provides Sirius XM. A lot of them don't know about this competition. We're their first introduction to it. How did you find out about it? Because you talked about having great mentorship and great friends who got you there, but how did you find out about it, and what would you tell anybody who has not yet participated who might want to get involved about it's worthwhile, what you enjoy about it, and all that kind of stuff? Well, when I was a kid,
kid, been around trucks all my life on the farm. As you get older, and I started driving the truck when I was 19, so then you start hearing about what they called the rodeo back in the day. I was kind of curious, what is it? And then you start thinking about it, and life hits, and you kind of forget about it. And along came 2004, and I'd pulled a flatbed before I started where I'm at now. I had a gentleman there, my safety director at the time. I came in one day, and he goes, Wayne, I need you to sign a paper. I go, what is it? And he said, just sign the paper. So I signed it, and I was walking away. He goes, oh, by the way, practice is Saturday. And I go, what? He said, well, you just signed up for the truck driving championship. You're my flatbed guy. And then at that point, I'm like, I don't have time. But that's the best thing that ever happened to me because I guess he's seen something in me that I don't want to see in myself. It's funny, too, because you talk about the idea of not having time. And I have an uncle. He's wonderful. He said, there are two things we don't have time for. He said, buying a house and getting married. He said, you don't. He said, you just simply don't. And if you don't choose to do those things, he said, they'll never happen in your life. He said, you will be lonely and living in apartments for the rest of your life unless you choose to make time. And it does feel like that's a real kind of reminder to a lot of our friends out there who are so busy. It's such a hard life. It can really take the time out of you. But if you make time for this thing, for some reason, time seems to make accommodation for you as well, doesn't it? It also opens up other business opportunities. I don't want to act like this is a business opportunity or anything like that, but you do make contacts and you do find yourself really associating with people who know how to make money who know how to take care of themselves as well too i mean i won't lie to you sometimes i go out there on the roadway and i see people who are not in shape who don't take care of themselves one of the most encouraging things here is the number of men and women who stay in shape not just their engines and their equipment but their own bodies can you talk about the challenges of maintaining good health on the road well it is a hard challenge to find healthy food out there when I started driving, I hate to say it, 40 years ago, you could go into a truck stop and sit down and have a good meal, but it seems now everything has almost moved over to fuel stops. They want you in and out, your fast food, stuff like that. When I was over the road, I think they are the ones that struggle the most because they're gone weeks at a time to where I'm now a line haul. So I'm in and out every day back home and I try to eat healthy. I say I try to eat healthy. My wife makes sure I eat healthy. Right. It's too easy for a driver running down the road and they can just stop and get whatever they want and keep driving down the road after they've eaten a big meal. A lot of times it's not really healthy. Yeah, they make it really easy to be not so easy on yourself. Wayne Crowder is talking to me this morning. and It's such an honor actually to have you back. I'm so thrilled that you could make time for us as you did last year. Hey, Virginia, introduce yourself, by the way. All right. I'm Virginia Bolger. I'm with ATA as the industry affairs manager, and I manage America's Road Team and our truck programs and lead ATA. Talk to me a little bit, Wayne, and then I'm going to ask Virginia. Tell about the road team a little bit and what it is you guys do and how it is you guys spread the word. And this is all kind of connected, all of the stuff we're in the middle of right now. You guys really get cascading. You get the idea of the same message, kind of Dave calls it the Taco Bell approach, <laughs> where you're getting the same message out through different delivery platforms. And this is one. But talk about your own ATA experience, Wayne. It's an opportunity for drivers to get involved. It's a two-year term, and you get out and represent the trucking industry in many different facets. We've gone from grade schools all the way to the White House, state legislators. You get to travel around and educate people on what the trucking industry actually do. Some people don't understand. A lot of people just say, well, why is there so many trucks out there? And you get to explain to them and educate them on what we really do. The other thing is, too, Virginia, and I'm laughing about this, that truckers and firemen have something in common. Everybody likes them. 
True. People might get a little bit upset when they're on the interstates and on the highways a little bit, but for the most part, so the White House, no matter who's in the White House, wants to pull truckers in there, right? I mean, wants them to help get the word out, and they're always looking for ways that they can help, although sometimes they're looking to hinder, and we all know about that, too. I'm not going to put you on the spot politically, but if you were going to ask the public anything in regards to how they treat you guys on the road, what would be a specific thing you would say? If you could do a PSA, what would you tell them? Share the road with us politely. <laughs> Use your blinker. That'd be a nice start. But like I said, do you think that the public would benefit from coming to an event like this? Absolutely. I'll give you an example. 2007, I was in Minneapolis. My wife had fallen in her rib, had to take her to the emergency room. So when we got there, the doctor asked why we was in town, and I explained the truck driving championships. And he goes, what is that? And I told him, invited him and his family, came out the next day. And he goes, I didn't know this even existed. And a lot of people don't. I wish more would come to it. I'll tell you this. I was aware of this for a long time. I mean, after all, I am Dave Nemo's son-in-law, so he's made me aware of these things quite painfully on occasion. We had a conversation earlier with Dan. There are people who have nothing to do with trucking who are volunteering here today, have been doing this for a long time. Right, Virginia? Yeah, definitely. I love this event. It's so fun. What was your first one? 2019 in Pittsburgh. What was that like? I mean, what is that like for a first-timer? I mean, Wayne and I talked a little bit about being here in 2004, right? There must have been a sense of, like, just the top 25. Please, God, just the top 25. No. But what's it like to walk in in 2019 and see that reality unfold before you? I was only on the job a few weeks, so <laughs> quite a crash course. But I feel like the biggest thing that I took away was just the trucking family and how amazing it is and the passion and dedication that everybody here has and how much they just kind of love and support each other. It really is a family, and you see that firsthand. Wayne and I were talking before the break about his wife makes sure he eats okay. That's one of the most moving things for me about this experience. So a little girl walk in with her parents and a little boy, too, and they both had those wheels on their tennis shoes. So they both were, like, rolling across the floor, like roller skates and all that. The number of kids here, the number of spouses and parents and grandparents that come, were you ready for that when you came here in 2004? You thought it would be a room full of truckers, or did you actually think to yourself, there's going to be a bunch of families and friends? I know that Kentucky set you up for that. I didn't really know what to expect. And when you get here, even the camaraderie between the drivers, your support team and people don't understand we all have support our families support us each and every day when we're out there doing what we do so it is interesting when you come even other drivers when you get here it's not the color of the uniform it's the driver this is a shop question have you ever felt like because of people that you've met here and conversations you've had here and watching other people that it's made you a better driver absolutely you learn a lot I mean, there really are a lot of hack tips. And that's the other thing, too, because safety's become such a priority in the industry that it's no longer a proprietary thing. The idea that it's like, I would rather be the greatest driver among great drivers than be the greatest driver among a lot of substandard drivers really kind of plays itself out. If I was going to ask you if there's anything in particular, by the way, I can't remember is a perfectly acceptable answer, that somebody has taught you here or from watching and observing that you've picked up on where you said, I'm going to use that. Can you think of anything? Well, just for one, take notes. When you're walking that course, you see drivers out here, depends on who the chairman is, but you can take notes, walking that course and finding things you need to look at, and that's what I was taught. Use everything to your advantage. If they let you take notes, take notes. I'll have a blank piece of paper, and I'm writing, I'm covering the notes out there, and that's what I was taught the first year. Since then, 
It's kind of pay it forward type thing. Right. Rookie, rookie 2017 was walking with me on the course. And he goes, you mind if I walk? I go, no, I don't mind. And we got done. I showed him my paper. I said, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. You still have to drive the course. And I showed him all of my notes. And everybody's like, I can't believe you're doing it. Well, until you get in a truck. How tall are you? 6'1". Okay, so I'm six foot two. How tall are you, Virginia? Five one. That's okay. But I make this point is only this is the fact that you can take everybody your knowledge. I will never see the world the way you do. Period. Full stop. Even Wayne and I, only an inch and a half shorter than I am, and by the way, is a tall man. We will never see the world the same way, which means our upper body strengths are all different. So we can give people all the tips we want to give them. At the end of the day, they have to make the adjustments based on the physical reality in which they live. This is what's so important about this event. Yeah, we want to win. But in letting him walk the course with you, it means one more human being is on the highway practicing safe driving techniques, which means that's a better chance are you getting back to that lady who feeds you so well. Correct. That's such a big deal. I'm going to ask you the same question. You got here, 2019, you're in Pittsburgh. Was there anything you saw where you thought to yourself, I had no idea? course you have it's the first time thing but you said like i had no idea this was this difficult or they had to do this kind of thing what really took you back i feel like the whole ntdc experience i mean i didn't realize how big the competition was i think the biggest thing is it's kind of fascinating even talking to some of the drivers just a lot of these problems are things that you actually try to avoid so like you're not trying to get very the craziest close to thing things. isn't it the whole point of all of this wayne is like <laughs> so all that stuff you normally do don't do that get as close <laughs> as you possibly can to it right well it depends on who sets the course up <laughs> i've came here before in the 50s the first six inches i've came here before and it's the last six inches so again yeah. it goes to whoever but yeah we practice 12 months out of the year to stay away from everybody and everything and then you get here and they want you within two inches of everybody the way i kind of made the leap to kind of wrap my brain around is by saying i guess the concept is you have to imagine that whatever is on the other side of your truck in the real world is even closer and i made the joke too i said it depends on whether the course is designed by jack nicholas or arnold palmer is what it comes down to it i wonder how much of the thought process to kind of look at the accidents that have happened not with you guys because you got to be accident free but to look at where the accident are happening on the highways and byways and to kind of maybe plan a course around that? Well, the courses and the competition has evolved a lot since 2004. Mm -hmm. Now, you can run a 250. If you don't have a good back room, you're not making a runoff no more. you got to have all three. got to do the written test and pre-trip and the course. Yeah. It's gotten a tougher and tougher, and the chairmen see that. So they're challenging drivers more and more each year with these courses. Well, I tell you, the written course happened yesterday, right? And it makes sense to do the written course first. I would not want to be behind the wheel of one of these trucks thinking about it. So i got to take my riding course. And that just would be the most awful kind of overhang as well. What are you doing for fun this week? And how long are you here? When did you get here and when are you leaving? I got in here Tuesday with the truck, and I'll pull the truck out of here Saturday night, and I head back home with it Sunday. I'll drop it off in Dayton and drop it to southern Indiana. Who'd you come with? America's Road Team. What are you going to do for fun this week? Whatever needs to be done. I'll spend some time with my company tonight, tomorrow night. They've invited me to go with them. So whatever they've got planned, I'm not even sure what it is. That's fine. I've been kind of doing that myself. I just got a phone call. I got in yesterday, and the Transport Topics guys called me like, we're going to dinner. Okay, fine. Let's go do that. You kind of kind of leave stuff open as well, too, by the way. Before we get out of here, and Wayne, it's good to see you again, by the way. Virginia, what do you guys got planned next? What are you doing next? Where are you going? We're all over the place. We'll be in Portland, touch truck with Children's Hospital there. We just wrapping up a few weeks in Alaska. 
so staying super busy, but we have MC&E in Austin coming up in October. That'll be a great event, super excited for that, and just staying busy. School's back, so we'll be hitting a lot of schools. West Virginia's pretty booked right now, so definitely try and get our work just out there. Of all the things you do with Roteam, what is your favorite? There's so many kind of fun things. What do you like? Educating young people. I've been fortunate to go to Montana every year, and we put several hundred kids through the Chevy Road program every year. So I enjoy that trip a lot. But if i got to say the favorite thing I've done since 2007 was probably the Alaska trip, just because I'd never been there. And they're trying to get the Chevy Road program started up there, so it's kind of neat to see them younger generation people getting into it and they're interested in getting it started in the state. Where'd you go in Alaska? We actually picked a truck up in Anchorage. We had it shipped up on a boat and then we went up to the fair in Did Fairbanks. you fly into Anchorage? We did fly in there. That's a wild experience. It's got one thing in common with Hawaii. I don't know if you've ever flown into Honolulu. In the middle of a dark sea and then all of a sudden there's this giant blast of light. It's gorgeous. And the same thing in Alaska. That Anchorage, there's no suburbs. It's just Anchorage, just 400,000 people in one area. You know what I'm talking about, right? You yeah. fly and you're like, where the hell did that come from? And this big blast of light in the middle of darkness. What a great experience, by the way. Where haven't you gone yet? I mean, if you've gotten to Alaska, where haven't you gone yet you want to go next? Wherever they need me to go. I've been everywhere from the West Coast to the East Coast with this program. So if I didn't do nothing else, I had a good ride. It's been fun. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. Not only as a person, but as a driver. Let's make a point of bringing you back on and talk about your background in farming and how it is we can create an environment where we can get more people trained in an earlier age in kind of non-conventional ways. Because we haven't figured that problem out. It's less people serve in the military. It's less family farms are around. We're losing an opportunity to get people at that teenage years. Let's you and I make some time and have that conversation, okay? Sounds good. Yeah. Wayne Crowder joins us. Hey, Virginia, thanks for being a good sport. Let me pull you in. Thanks for having me. It's very fun to have you. NTDC 2023, former champions, current champions, champions forever. Everybody here is a winner. Not being a jerk about that. That's the absolute truth. Thanks for spending part of your day with Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo's coverage of NTDC 2023. Check back with us on podwheels.com for more of our podcast features as we work to take you inside the championship event. You can also keep up with all the episodes of this special event series by subscribing to this podcast. Just search National Truck Driving Championships and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.